everyone. Hope you enjoyed the podcast. If you enjoyed it, make sure to leave a review and share it with your friends so they can listen too. Hello and welcome to the first episode of the Paisley Barbell Podcast of the New Year. Happy New Year to our 100 plus listeners. Um, got a fantastic guest here for episode five. Again, as I normally do, I'll give you a quick uh, breakdown of the resume, then we'll let them introduce themselves. Uh, as normal, I've done a bit of research, but I may have missed a few because there's multiple achievements here. We've got a lifter today. She was a world uh, champion in 2019, 2017 and 2015. European champion in 2018, a British champion in 2019 and 2017. I'm sure there's multiple Scottish uh, wins in there as well. She's represented Scotland on multiple occasions. Four British records, seven Scottish records. She's a referee, she's a coach, a helper, a loader, a spotter, and any other role you might need in a powerlifting competition. It's my pleasure to welcome Karen DL. Good morning. Happy New Year, everybody. How are we? I'm fine, thanks. Did I miss anything? Um, uh, my world records. Oh, <laughs> I don't think they're up to date then. I did have yes, a good look, uh, How many have you got? I'll, I'll go over them. Uh, my uh, two world records uh, in 2019. There we go. My bench go. and my total. My first yeah. is a master. See, master's left is the way forward. It's the way forward. Um, yeah, so I've given you a wee um, brief introduction there, Karen, but... Um, would you mind just sharing uh, a wee bit more detail about um, your achievements, first and foremost, um, but also your the background and how you how you maybe get into strength sports? Um, well, I've probably I've always been doing sports since I was wee. Um, being a tomboy, I grew up playing football. Played that to around about I was twenty um, when I wanted to join the police. Got a bit of a knee injury and decided that I'll take my career over the football. Um, I was still just training in the gym, lifting weights, running, doing all the usual stuff. Um, did some 5Ks, 10Ks and discovered triathlons. You know, that started my, my journey into wearing Lycra. Um, probably wasn't until about 2013 I discovered powerlifting. Um, this was also a big year where I took on quite a lot of challenges. Um, I did the West Highland Way, um, did my first of four tough mudders. Um, the reason I discovered powerlifting was I saw a guy in the gym squatting, uh, which wasn't unusual, but the fact that he was wearing his belt very high on his waist, and I found this quite interesting. Um, spoke to the owner of the gym and asked, who is this guy? Um, explained he was a powerlifter. Went over and introduced myself. Got chatting. He told me about um, the police championships, which I then discovered through the Police Recreation Association. Um, looked at all the results when the competition was and discovered that you know I can I can compete in there I'm already doing the big three in the gym probably not to any great standard um, but I thought you know a few months training I can I can go in there and I can I can compete um, so that was leading up to November 2013 the first place championships um, as a lot of the guys have said before once you step on that platform it's a whole new world it's the most inviting, encouraging platform I've ever been on. Um, it didn't matter what anybody was lifting, everybody got the same encouragement. Um, turned out I thought I was the only person in the in my weight class, but there was two other ladies, so it kind of made um, a wee bit my win a bit more 
um, achievable. How did I get started? Um, I did, it was everyone's favourite, the 531, Jim Wendler 531 programme. Great starting point for anybody. Um, took me up um, to be able to complete in the platform to a standard, as everybody knows, you know, you squat in the gym, you see these half squatters, that was me. Um, had to learn how to properly squat to depth, pause on bench and not look like um, a scared cat when deadlifting. Um, and another wee great point of that day was meeting Terry Hollands, um, one of the nicest guys you could ever meet, one of the largest guys I've ever met. Um, and he's, he's, a, he's a legend in legend and strong man. That from there just started my journey. Couldn't wait to get back on the platform again. So straight away signed up for the Scottish Championships um, in the, the January down at Burns Gym in Dumfries. From then on, I've just kind of signed up for most Scottish, most national competitions. And as Mark said, um, I've got some achievements in there. I've been British champion. Um, two world champions, one at 58 and one at 63. I've done a European championship, um, was best lifter there, and most recently, 2019, reached the age of 40, where you become a master um, and managed to achieve a world record bench and a world record total. Coming also second out of a large group of, I think there was 21, um, and no, no, there were 16 in the group. So coming second out of 16 other lifters was also a fantastic achievement, meaning I could go into um, the Worlds after that, which I came third overall, but first in M1. Impressive. Pretty impressive. <laughs> I mean, this might shock you, but you know, as of the 27th of March, I'm now a Masters lifter as well, so... Might try and get a few records Great myself. Yeah, it's not too bad. It's not too bad. Now, during, so during that journey, was there any particular, um, you know, challenges that you faced in terms of um, your stereotype or anything like that? Or was there any particular people, as you said, you mentioned the, the chap you spoke to at the first point, but was there any particular people that really, really encouraged you or, or helped push you on? Um, I, before I did the UK Championships, I went along to the Scottish Championships, which were held in Scotland Stadium. And the first woman I remember seeing was, a lot of people know, know is Bernie Cunningham. Um, and that was that was a wow moment. Um, amazing lifter. Um, sorry to say that she has retired from the sport, but that was a big inspiration for me as well. Um, also, Chris Wong was the only other guy I do remember thinking, that's that's a strong that's a strong guy. He is now, I think he's now moved over to Dubai. I don't know if he's still competing or not. But um, watching these people, there was a whole range. Again, I think Catherine Walter was also um, lifting that day. So the range of weights and ages was was inspiring. I thought this is this is a sport for anybody. Um, and I have never, I must say, I've never met any challenges or barriers. Um, the gym I started in is uh, still the same gym, but it's but a different owner. They've always been very encouraging. No one's ever said, you can't do that. You're a woman. You're too wee. You'll never be able to do that. I think I've just always been in that. It's it's never been about anybody else. It's always been about the challenge. What's the weight in the bar? Can I lift it? Yes, no. It's, it's never been, oh, 
they're they're lifting more than me. That doesn't matter. That's that's inspiration. Oh, well, I mean, absolutely. I mean, I, I touched on it in one of the previous podcasts and my, my first experience of, of powerlifting turning up at the physique and power at the push pool. And it was pretty daunting, I think, was the right more because you were going into an environment that you just didn't know, you didn't know what to expect. But right from that very first competition, you know, the, the encouragement, the support. Um, you know, I've got a number of videos on my phone with me doing lifts and, and you're sitting at the referee's table. And you can hear you and you can see how passionate you are about um, not just, you know, my videos, but if you look at multiple people's videos, you're, you're probably maybe in competition with Joe Coogan for the loudest uh, <laughs> supporting voice. That's quite an honour. <laughs> supporting voice at a competition, but it's just, it is that, you know, and it is a cliche, but it is a very supportive, encouraging, uh, encouraging um, environment. And, you know, I think that is one of the big things about it is, is yes, there are still some barriers. We'd be naive if we didn't think there were in some aspects. Yes, uh-huh. But they're very easy to break down and once people take that first step either into the gym or as you say onto the platform you know things can very quickly uh, escalate um from there um ian you want to carry on yeah yeah no problem at all um so can talk me through your view of the evolution of uptake and the changing women's strength sports obviously from i've only been involved in powerlifting and strength sports for probably what three four years but what i can see even in gyms Girls are going from the cardio machines and they're all squatting, they're all benching, they're all deadlifting. How do you feel things have progressed over the years since you've started? I think social media's had um, a big influence on women lifting. Um, I also think CrossFit has also got a big role to play in this. Seen a lot of girls coming over from the CrossFit side to powerlifting. Um, I think it's the lifting away will make you big and bulky look make you look like Arnold cliche is it's still around but it's 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 kind of going away um I think all these influencers on social media maybe not always the best influencers but they are encouraging women to get in the gym pick up that dumbbell pick up that barbell do some weights it's not it's not going to turn you instantly into Arnold Schwarzenegger overnight you're going to get stronger your body's going to change and you're going to enjoy it no, definitely. And when you're saying it's not going to turn into Alice Schwarzenegger, I'm still waiting for that uh, and I'll get to social in German, <laughs> so it's still not happening. But what what was the numbers like uh, women competing? And obviously Sage was a various in age, but what <laughs> I've noticed is there's a younger and younger girls coming through to com- wanting to compete in powerlifting. So how, yes. how's that changed over the years? I was kind of looking back at my first competition, which I say was the police champs, and there was 10 ladies and mainly because we're all police staff, you know, there wasn't a huge age discrepancy. But going on to my first British Champs, there was 36 women. Um, and then as Mark saying, going over into 2019, we're up to 85 and we were on our own. We had one day to ourselves. Whereas at the beginning, it was the ladies were in the morning and then you started at the gents till maybe you kind of middleweight gents for the rest of the day and then the heavier weight gents for, for, for the next day. Um, and there wasn't as, probably as many younger lifters. I would say there was mainly kind of lifters 20s, maybe and up to what maybe 60s were now. There's, as you say, there's a lot more younger younger lifters coming in. There's there's more juniors, there's more T1s to T3s, and there's still um, those older lifters. And there's maybe even more 
older women coming into the sport as well. I reckon there's more master lifters have come in as well. So I think it's at both ends of the scale. Yeah. There's more women getting involved because they know they now know what resistance training can do for you. It's not just mm-hmm. about building muscles. It's about making your bones strong. You know, not everybody is a listening to what Dean was saying comes from a came from a sporty background. They maybe just decided. I want to get maybe a bit fitter, to go into the gym, maybe see somebody else lifting and think, I'm going to give that a go. Definitely. And what would your advice, so say if, if there's a younger woman or a, even a master's lifter possibly, what would you be, be your advice for them to get into uh, strength sports or even thinking about competing in powerlifting as a woman? Find a gym. Find a PT that has a, a background of strength training. I, I, was, I started on YouTube. Um, looking at powerlifting. I myself have never had a coach. Um, as much as I'm a coach myself, I just enjoy it. Um, as I've been lucky enough that I've, I've had these inc- accomplishments um, without a coach. I'm not necessarily saying um, you don't need a coach. People do need a coach. Could I have done better with a coach? I don't know. Maybe I could, but that's not why I'm in the sport. I'm in the sport because I enjoy it. It's a challenge every day so find a gym learn how to lift whether it's youtube whether it's with a pt pick up that barbell you know just just go and give it a go you might find that you enjoy it you might find one lift suits you one lift doesn't there's single lifts competitions out there as well just get in there and enjoy it pick up that barbell is there any women, you say social media has got so prevalent right now and influencing people, is there any women on social media that you would recommend other, even guys as well, to maybe to look up to on social media? Um, some of my favourite are mainly powerlifters. Jennifer Thompson um, competes in the same weight category as myself, but in IPF, but has a bench probably equivalent or more than a lot of women's deadlifts. Um, <laughs> kilo lifter has you know 140 plus bench um, and if women look at her and think she can lift that but she doesn't look like Arnold Schwarzenegger here's your inspiration um, there's who else have we got there's there's lots of women out there you've got Amanda Lawrence um, incredible junior lifter lifting weights more than a lot of guys um, it's hard to pick out. I probably follow so many. There's probably maybe not women that are mainly powerlifters. You've got your strong women. You've got Donna Moore. You've got Anthea Thompson um, up there. Have broken world records this year in in strong women. Yes, yeah, go on and and find somebody. Mm-hmm. There's probably so there's, there's so many. I think what the good point is is I think a lot of even guys females care a lot about their body image, but. It's prevalent in guys as well, but I think a lot of the names that you've mentioned, they're all different, so different mm-hmm. in sizes, but there's always a place for them to compete. Yes. It doesn't And I think one of the biggest things that I, I, I've worked with a few women who want to go into powerlifting, they're worried about being in a weight category. But what would you say to them about the weight category side of things? I started at 58 and a half. Um, mm-hmm which was fine for me at the beginning. But as you kind of get a wee bit older, I ended up, you know, thinking 63 is a better category for me. I probably admit that I maybe had a slightly bad relationship with food um, by trying to maintain and keeping that category before competitions. Um, 
there was probably a couple of competitions where the week before was just the worst, where you're maybe sitting. I think the worst one for me was in the summer. It was a, before a Four Nations competition. I think it was three kilos over. Um, and spent the week in bin bags and a jockey suit on a cross trainer, hardly eating any carbs, and was just the most miserable person. I think the stress of just trying to hit weight, you know, people asking, what are you eating today, Karen? You're still on the green beans. And, you know, you just want to tell people to take a, a, a long walk of a short plank. Yeah, I'll keep that clean. Um, which I think is probably the, the downside. Pick a weight category that you are comfortable in. Um, don't If it's your first competition, don't worry about the weight category. Go in, go on the platform and just learn and enjoy the day. If you're chasing records, then that's fine. Maybe a couple of years down the line, if you're close. But I wouldn't necessarily say aim for a weight category. Your, your main aim should be your bar. What's on the bar? That's your consistency. Um, now that I've, just before, um, I think they changed the rules that whatever you entered a competition at, you had to lift that. So I think it was, must have been round about 2017. I think we're about Game City 63 kilo champion. Um, I decided the week before that I wasn't going to cut the weight to make 58 and a half. It took the stress off myself um, and I just felt more comfortable. So ever since then, I've just been sitting at 63 and it's not been about, oh my goodness, I can't eat that extra drain of rice or I can't have that wee bit of cake. It's more, right, let's go and then attack that bar. Yeah. Over to you, Mark. Thank you. I think you've touched on a really key point there, Karen, though, like, you know, we obviously at the club get a lot of people joining and, and um, they read stuff and they see stuff. And as you say, social media has many positives, but the, you know, we get people joining and all they're thinking about is getting in a weight category because they've seen a record they might want, want to be able to break. But as you say, you know, the big thing for me is just enjoyment. You know, get in, get in the gym, train, eat your food, enjoy it, get to a comfortable weight that you, you can maintain. And yes, you know, what we, do, what we want is people um, doing the sport for a number, number of years, like yourself, you know, and, and as, you, as you do it over a, a period of time, you'll find whatever weight category that is. And then, you know, yes, you look at uh, becoming a competitive lifter within a, a category, maybe British level or world level or setting records. But I think that's a key point for people to take away is just, you know, get yourself in there, enjoy it, train and, and, and kind of let it take its natural, natural course. Which, as opposed to try to pigeonhole yourself to a category or a, a, you know, a weight class. Okay, we're going to move on a wee bit just to talk about, we're going to talk about the challenges you faced in the previous lockdown, um, but we may, it may kind of come into how are we going to cope with the next one, if that's what's announced uh, later on today. So obviously we're in a bit of a lockdown period for, um, for much of 20, 2020 there. I mean, how did you manage to maintain your training? Um, you know, I, I think you were a wee bit creative with your setup in a garage, I believe. Um, but did you find that was a, a positive thing to be able to still train through lockdown? And, and do you foresee that being something that you'll do again if it's announced? Yeah, as maybe people that follow me on Instagram or Facebook, they've seen that, um, yeah, I'm lucky enough that I have a garage. You, you did your own garage championships, didn't you? I did, yes. I yeah. did the, the Isolation World Championships in March. Um, which I won, surprisingly. Um, that was because I was due to compete in the British single lifts. And obviously we went into lockdown. I thought, I'm just going to carry on my training. 
Um, I think the Friday night that Boris announced we were going into lockdown, I was straight onto Amazon, got myself a squat rack, um, drove down to the gym and was lucky enough to pick up the kit um, that I have within my club that I run within the gym, Achieve Strength, brought that back. A lot of that went out to the rest of the club as well. Um, so I, I knew I still had the mentality that I'm going to peak for this competition. Um, I then live streamed that on Facebook. I don't know if that was a good idea or not, but I think um, I it, it went down fun. okay. Yeah. Um, and I didn't die under my 80 kilo bench, which was also a positive as well. Um, that was probably really enjoyable. That just kept me going. Um, but after that, it was, right, what am I going to do now? There's, I don't know when the next competition is going to be. So let's just set up a programme and, and let's, let's just keep going. Um, I was lucky enough that throughout lockdown, because I work with Police Scotland, um, we went furloughed. I continued to go into the office each day just to keep that routine, come home and keep my gym routine as much as possible. Um, there was days, especially on Monday, was, I can't be bothered with this. I'm going home, I'm going straight in my garage, and that, that's, that's my day. You know, you, I was going into work, maybe not seeing anybody coming home and lifting. Um, where I'm used to, you're used to seeing people at your work, getting into the gym and seeing your friends at the gym. Um, as I say that I generally train on my own. I don't have a training partner. I don't have a coach. So I'm in there generally headphones on and just doing your thing, saying hello, having a wee chat in the middle. But when you're in your garage on your own, you're, it's, it's alone. Um, so it was slightly difficult. Um, you could put all the music you want on, but it was just, sometimes it was a wee bit hard to keep motivated. The weather was nice, which was a plus. Um, entertain my neighbours by taking my barbell out and lunging up and down the street, um, maybe doing some sprints up and down the street. Um, so that cemented that I was the mad woman of the street. But as the second lockdown came in, um, I must say I found it harder. It's winter, it's colder, it's darker get into the garage and shutting that door with your light on, your wee heater and your music just wasn't a nice environment. Um, so I must say I've kind of struggled. I've went in and did the basics, been in and out in half an hour, come back in to thaw out. How the next few weeks are going to go, I, I don't know. Um, I'll have my plan and I'll stick to it as much as I can. That also depends on the announcement today, which I'm, we're all waiting on. Um, so I like everybody else, it's it's hard. It's winter. It's dark. We we don't know when this is going to end. But I'm going to I'm going to try my hardest and, and keep to my program. Just keep moving and see if I can actually get some results at the end of this program. Well, but again, I think you've 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 hit the nail on the head probably accidentally without realising. But the you know key tips there are have a plan. You know it, we we don't know what's going to happen. We we. We can try and predict, you know, how long this might last, what we might be able to do. But if you've got at least got a plan in the first place, you know, you're, you're in a bit of a, a more positive, a positive mindset to try and um, to get through it, if that's the right phrase. But also, you, another thing you touched on there is you went in and did the bare minimum. And that's okay. You know, it's okay just to go in and do enough to keep yourself moving forward. You don't have to go in and do a, you know, a, a full two-hour, three-hour session. Um, every time, you know, the vast majority of people in this situation are in the same boat. 
you know, not everyone has the luxury of, of being able to, to access whatever they, they need to train. Yeah. Some people might have a band, some people might have some dumbbells, some people will be fortunate enough to be able to to train as, as normal if that's if that's fair. But you know, been having that mentality of right, if I do this, this and this is a minimum sort of requirement, then I'm I'm comfortable that that will help me move forward. And I think that's definitely a mindset that people can 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 apply. Um, and as you say, January is very different from trying to do this in in June or July when it's we were complaining that it was too hot to to train in some. Well, I was because of my my complexion. Um, another thing I wanted to touch on just before I pass you back to Ian was refereeing. Refereeing. So you are what level are you qualified to referee? Um, I'm a national referee. National referee. You know, we need more referees. Is that fair? We can advertise. Yes, we, we, we need more referees. Um, absolutely. I know you've been trying to get a lot of your members have been trying to organise it, but always look at the situation. We can't get people to do the exam. Get Chris Martin we need, to we need more, not just referees. Online. We need more people to help out on the day. We have Joe. Joe is a permanent fixture at any of our competitions. He's a cheerleader. He's a spotter. He's a loader. He's, he's everybody's favourite guy. We need more. We need more loaders. We need people to help on the desk. It's there's there's lots of things you can do to help. Um, give back a wee bit. We're all doing this for free. Um, refereeing. I enjoy refereeing. It's 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 really good, especially new lifters. Um, you can see they're nervous. You know, yeah. I enjoy if it's especially. I like to do the weigh-ins because um, you get the the new people that are coming in, especially, I would say women are nervous, um, chat to them. They will have 20 million questions. They may be, the, they may be silly questions to them, but y you can help them, encourage them. But I would say, if you want to be a referee, get your rule book out, start studying it, and, and give back a wee bit. See how hard it is to sit in that chair and make that split decision. There's a lot of people like, oh, I can see it from here in my iPhone video. I have half a second to tell if you've got depth. Did your foot move? Yep. Did your bum lift? I haven't got VAR to watch back. So, no, there was actually, think I, don't know where it, so, I don't know where it came from, but there was an article um, circulated amongst some of our club members by Mike Ledbetter. And it's, uh -huh. a two, it's a two-page document, and it does pretty much, you know, s summarise what you've just said and the fact that, you know, everyone thinks you just sit in a chair you watch the lift and you, you press a button for a light or you put a, a little indicator up to say it's a good or a bad lift. But, you know, you're doing that, if you're doing that for a whole day, um, I know you say it's a split second decision depending on your seating position, depending on, um, you know, say somebody's going for a particularly heavy squat, you might have five five spotters in, in the picture as well as the, the lifter trying to pick yeah. out where depth is. Um, you know, the bench press trying to make sure that you're looking at all the different parts of the body that are on the bench at the right time. Deadlifts may be slightly easier out of the three, um, but that's not taken away from the fact that it still has to be executed properly. So it's mm -hmm. definitely a very significantly challenging um, role to take take part in. And I think, you know, just to emphasize what Karen said about more people getting on board, you know, if you are coming to a competition, um, you know, certainly it happens in the BDFP, but I'm sure it's the same in other federations. They They are crying out for people to support in terms of Loading, spotting, um, you know, you would get some support in terms of training and how to how to load the bar correctly. You've missed out Zach, who knows every single plate permutation before it's yes. been. 
<laughs> um, although at the last competition, I was beating him a few times and he wasn't happy. Um, but yeah, so you need these people for, for the competition to take place. You, know, you can't. It's the same in any sport. You can't. You can't run it without. Um, you can't run it without volunteers. Um, yeah, we'll just maybe just wrap up there, Ian, if you finish off. Yeah, Karen, I was going to ask you what your top three tips were uh, to get into powerlifting, but I'm going to change it a wee bit. Why? What are your three reasons why someone should get involved in powerlifting or strength sports? Why? Um, Changing the plans, yeah. Changing the plans. <laughs> throw it. Throw it. Yeah, throw it off. Top three, I would say. It's the most encouraging platform you will ever be on. Um, there aren't any barriers. It doesn't matter who you are, age, weight, strength, that doesn't matter. Once you step on that platform, it's between you and the bar. Um, find a gym that has a squat rack, a barbell, full-size plates, Get on social media as much as there's good stuff and there's bad stuff. Get on there and see what people are doing. As I've spoke before, there's there's various men, women out there of age, weight ranges, lifting weight. Three, find a federation, find a competition and sign up and go and do it. Um, I've also touched on a wee bit of strong women as well, which is the most fun you can have while being tired. Um, my first competition um, was at Drain, which was Mary Anderson and um, Jim, which I think Dean touched on, McVeigh touched on previously, which, which was unfortunately uh, burnt to the ground. I only wanted to do it because I wanted to lift an atlas stone. As like everybody, what do you do in Christmas and New Year? You watch the strong man. That is all I want to do was lift an atlas stone. That was the best fun I have ever had while being completely knackered. Um, I've also done two at Hostile. If you want to go and learn some strongman, get down to Hostile Strength and Conditioning in Morrowville and speak to Martin. They have everything that you need to play with. Stones, cars, yokes. Um, I've also incorporated this into my own wee club a wee plug here, um, Achieve Strength in Kirky um, with my group. We do a mixture, we do powerlifting, we do a bit of strongman, we pull cars. So find somewhere, wherever you are, there'll be a wee gym somewhere hiding in the back of an industrial estate, which will have all you need. So just go and find it and good luck. Perfect. Oh, thank, thank you. you. Thank you. And um, you got your wee plug in, but I was going to ask, is there any... <laughs> Any particular, um, was it Achieve, Achieve Strength, isn't it? We, um, I say I run Achieve Strength um, and Achieve Fitness in Kirkintilloch. We're a wee group. Um, we have some lifters that compete. We have some lifters that just come along to learn. Um, I started off with, it was just meant to be a women's group, um, but that wasn't my intention. So now we have five really strong young boys. I've also got four or five juniors, one of which is um, a teenage girl. So. We vary from age range and ability and competition. So we do, we do a wee bit of everything. It's the nicest wee group um, that we have. And the gym owner, um, Brian McLean, has always been very encouraging with us. Um, so we are, currently we've got, as I say, we've got our own bars and plates that 
I've got some of in the garage and I've also got yo, I've got farmers and we're currently in the middle of building an Atlas stone platform um, so we can expand a wee bit more strongman stuff. Brilliant. No, so if you're in the Kirk and Tillock area, get yourself down there um, and have a chat with Karen. I'm sure she'll be happy to, to oblige. No, thanks, Karen. So thanks for your time today and uh, speak to you all again soon. Thanks, thanks for you. having me. Yeah.